This episode of The Horror Show is brought to you by Matt Ayala and Toby Castro. Thank you guys so much for donating. They donated over at patreon.com slash I hate horror. Uh, so, uh, in a little bit of an interesting turn of events here, uh, <laughs> so we switched movies from Vampire in Brooklyn to Q and, um, <laughs> this is a weird episode. It's going to be weird. Uh, so I- I'll have to announce it now because we actually, uh, I forgot to record the first half of this episode on my end. Uh, so I have Joe's half. So what I'm going to do is, um, I'm going to try and fill in the audio myself, like as a gag. I know it's not going to be as good. All right, guys. So uh, I'm going to actually try and record it like after the fact. Um, but we're doing Q. And um, yeah, we uh, one of the things we announce in this, because like I feel like I can't redo this because we missed it. Um, this is going to be our last episode uh, for uh possibly forever uh but for right now the foreseeable future uh we're going to be doing maybe a couple live shows this year uh but uh we're taking an indefinite hiatus if you will uh and uh it's mainly due to me it was my my choice we both have a lot going on right now but uh this was more of my push this time just uh, just a lot going on in life right now, and uh, you know you need to you need you need to take care of yourself, and uh, you know uh, I I appreciate all the fans and things like that. I'm so bad at this. I didn't even want to make a big deal about it. I wish I could even have to announce it. Um, but like you know we appreciate everyone and thank you all for your support over the years. And um, but yeah, I think this is gonna be it. I think we're gonna wrap it up here, and I think Q. Uh, <laughs> which is on Tubi TV is a good way to end it. So um, uh, now that this awkward thing is through, uh, enjoy the episode <laughs> that is halfway complete. <laughs> okay, I stopped paying attention in class. I was thinking about the adventures of Ash, about the misfortune of sitting kids at Crystal Lake. Straight away with the initial tape, God bless Betamax. VHS, holy like Amanda Kruger. I was introduced to genre flicks by Toby Hooper. I started craving more just like Larry the Looter. I collected VHS without commentary or bloopers. Through computers, magazines, a bunch of stores. Spent my money on movies and begged my mom for more. I'd watch the boys kill those astro bastards five times a day or even more. I loved the gore. Lionel and Paquita combined their lonely hearts. I was hellbound, Cenobites tore my soul apart. I've seen them all, from Dracula to Vertigo. Listen up, welcome to the Horror Show with Sean and Joe. Hello everybody and welcome to the Horror Show. Show it dissects, mutilates, dismembers, and butchers all of your favorite and not-so-favorite horror movies and other horror-related events. I'm Sean. I'm Joe. So, we were gonna do Vampire in Brooklyn, uh, but we... <laughs> It literally broke my brain, uh, and as I announced at the beginning of the show, uh, you, you know, uh, I'm going to say Vampire in Brooklyn may have led to, to, the, to the end of the show. It was so fucking boring. So boring. Now, that's that's interesting because I, I love the movie Q. I really do. Uh, but you your pro- problem with vampire brooklyn was it being boring and q is extremely dialogue heavy and you barely see the monster until the very end 
Yeah, it's definitely more of a procedural, a uh, little, little, lot of talking, a lot of talking. <laughs> uh, Michael Moriarty uh, is, he is acting like his entire life uh, de- depends on this. He, he really is. Uh, and we'll go into it more. Actually, I'll wait. I'll wait. But yeah, Michael Moriarty, uh, David Carradine, the Irish commissioner who is the brother of the author of Angela's Ashes, which uh, is kind of a horror show alum because you brought that up frequently when we, we first started. Yeah, Angela Ashes is a memorable <laughs> highlight. Is that really him, though? That That's crazy. Yeah, that, no. yeah that's him. That's insane. Like. Like what? What a uh, small world. That's so crazy. Oh, and Shaft. Sorry, and Shaft is in this. Wait, that's Shaft. Wait. Yeah, Richard Roundtree. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Oh my God, I don't know why I didn't put that together. Now, speaking of Shaft, uh, Larry Cohen, oddly enough, started his career in uh, making black exploitation. Yeah, Hell Up in Harlem, Black Caesar. That is so insane for uh, uh, Larry Cohen to get his life started doing that. And it's how he ended his career. His, his last full-length movie was uh, Original Gangsters in 1996. Wait, are you fucking serious right now? Yeah. Imagine making a black exploitation movie in 1996, too. It's incredible. It's really unbelievable. <laughs> and it, uh, oh, right here it says it takes place in Gary, Indiana. Hard. hard. Dude. Gary, you know, Gary in the head is like the most dangerous place on earth. Wait, are you fucking kidding me? Yeah. <laughs> dude, Gary, dude, if you YouTube, like, you can find videos of police officers uh, telling people with out-of-state plates to stop stopping at stop signs because they're going to get robbed. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah. The place is terrible. All right. Well, so, uh, you know, uh, I mentioned it earlier in the beginning of the episode before I started trying to ad lib this show. (laughs) How am I doing, guys? Uh, Anyway, uh, so the show, this is the part of the show where I announced that we're ending the show. And um, I I mentioned that it, it, please do not email Joe asking if it's him or it's fucking music podcast or his kids. Uh, it, it was kind of something we had, we talked about and ultimately it was my decision um, just because of the things going on in my work and um, things like that in life and life. And uh, you know um, we've done a lot and you know, <laughs> then I went on a crazy explicit rant, which I won't go into again, but uh, I'll let Joe's laugh. Take it from here. <laughs> I, Sean, Sean, I'm I'm still gonna somehow get that, and then I'll explain. Like I, it, it was mutual. We discussed this like on the show, and people would be like, "Yo, whatever, man." Holy shit, I can't breathe. (laughs) Let's just end the episode right now. (laughs) Just end it. Just sign off (laughs) and put this out there. (laughs) Thanks for everything, suckers.
you know, in my head, I had this, I, I didn't want to make it, uh, too aggressive, you know, in our, in our outro. I wanted to say a lot, but, uh, you know, I, uh, I tried, I didn't want to go too crazy. I mean, that, I, I mean, <laughs> that is, Sean. I hate to break that to you. <laughs> so this is a movie about, uh, Quetzalcoatl. Uh, is that, a, did I, uh, is that how you say it? Quetzalcoatl? You, you nailed it. That's how you say it. Yeah. So instead of calling the movie Quetzalcoatl, they called it Q, which uh, makes a lot of sense. Yeah, Q the Winged Serpent. Yeah, uh, who wants to say Quetzalcoatl? Also, we've been getting uh, we, we've been getting some comments. I know it doesn't matter because you you just told you just announced the end of the show, but we've been getting comments uh, about us not researching like the filmographers or like the cinematographers. Or pretty much anyone, anyone involved, and I can assure you, um, with the death of Larry Cohen, I made it a point to especially not do any research to this movie. <laughs> yeah, I did, I did the same thing. Uh, directed by uh, Larry Cohen, who, who's done, <laughs> who's done, uh, you know, uh, it's alive, the, the one of the greatest films uh, ever put on celluloid, and uh, that's about it. I, I think. He did that. He, he did the stuff. I, I know what he did. I'm just talking about people were complaining. About, we don't know, like, the cinematographers. Like, Oh, yeah. I know. It's... The fuck would I know the cinematographer on Cue the Winged Serpent? <laughs> Kidding me? Was there one? I mean, is there even one on movies like this? <laughs> uh, dude, and all the movies we do, do you think any of them have a cinematographer? <laughs> like, <laughs> Yeah, exactly. I really don't think there's a single movie we've done that uh, has a cinematographer. <laughs> I think they just, any name that you see in that area is probably just a uh, completely fabricated name. <laughs> so, <clears throat> the Wikipedia here says, uh, let's give this, the summary of this movie is, The Aztec God Quetzalcoatl. A winged dragon-like female lizard takes up residence in the Art Deco spire of the Chrysler Building with frequent jaunts in the midday sun to devour various helpless New Yorkers on the rooftops. So, Quetzalcoatl. So, Quetzalcoatl. Now, wait. So, the, so this takes place in the Chrysler Building, right? And I have, like, a, a bunch of jokes written here about... Because this... Did, so... Most of the movie takes place in the Chrysler building and specifically there's so many scenes shot in this spire, but I read online that they shot this on scene and I needed to know, do you, do you think that this was shot in this? Do you think this was shot in the spire? I have like a million jokes written about how it looks like <laughs> Notre Dame for the hunchback of Notre Dame, the fucking <laughs> the ancient church. <laughs> uh, so I watched this in October and I, I read about it afterwards. So I'm not really fair to ask that uh, because they, didn't they, they, they actually climb up there and like not have any permits. Yeah. I think that's what it says. It's kind of, <laughs> 
I don't know if I'm reading it wrong or not, but the place looks like a fucking shithole. If that is it, that is insane. <laughs> that is alarming that that is what's at top of the Chrysler building. I just, I, it looks so much like a set that I just don't know if that, that's true or not. Yeah, I just pulled up the... I just pulled up the wiki page. Uh, they're in the uh, building's town crower. Well, if filming in the Chrysler building illegally isn't the most New York thing uh, ever done in a movie, there is a scene in this movie uh, that is, to me, hands down, the most New York thing I've ever seen in my life. It is a piece of dialogue that sums up New York to a T. To a fucking T. <laughs> the, 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 the exchange between uh, Moriarty and Carradine in the bar? Yes. Yeah, <laughs> yeah if, if you had to uh, summarize New York in one exchange in movie history, it would honestly be that. <laughs> and it still, holds, it still holds true today. Dude, absolutely. Absolutely. It is the epitome of New York City wrapped up <laughs> and put on film. I, I could not agree more. <laughs> so let's kick off this episode. Uh, we open with a weirdo cleaning the windows in New York City. Uh, window cleaner. And I call him a weirdo because he's screaming, I know you love me. <laughs> <laughs> At the woman inside. She's like a receptionist. He's just going, I know you love me. I know you love me. <laughs> it's, uh, it's alarming uh, that this is, <laughs> this is happening. And this wind- window wiper uh, meets his untimely end, gets his head bit off. Now, uh, I have a legitimate question. Are there still window wipers like that? Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah, there's definitely. There are. Yeah. Okay. Well, so, so I've, you know, I've lived in a suburb and then I taught in a school and then I, I worked in like an off building. But now I have a, I, I just got a promotion. I'll be working in the, the capital of, of Connecticut where my building is enormous. And I wonder like if I'm going to be seeing shit like this guy <laughs> screaming at me while I'm trying to do my job and getting his head completely cut off by a flying bird. <laughs> <laughs> I'd be so happy. <laughs> <laughs> so just screaming. I know you love me. I know you love me. Um, and the police, they come to investigate this. Uh, and, uh, you know, they're uh, they're not very bright. Uh, one of their conclusions that they come to is maybe his head just got loose and fell off. <laughs> <laughs> what, what, what a deduction. Not only is it a terrible deduction, but they go through several... Uh, items that are all terrible, including uh, a piece. One of them thinks a piece of glass came down and somehow chopped off the guy's head. Uh, <laughs> but they eliminate that because there's no glass on the ground. Um, they come up with a bunch of uh, cockamamie ideas, uh, but but none of them really hold up there. Uh, we cut, though, to uh, we meet the mafioso. They're interviewing a wheel man named Jimmy Quinn, who's uh, played by Michael Moriarty. Uh, and Quinn's uh, not so sure he wants to join the mob. Yes. And, uh, you know, the mob, I mean, who, <laughs> I don't know why. And he's, he, I don't know who tells the mob uh, what to do, but he has all these demands. Like he won't uh, carry gun. He won't, he won't do, he won't do the job. So, uh, he'll only drive the vehicle. And how do you, how do you feel, uh, Michael Moriarty acts as a New Yorker during this time? 
Oh, uh, I mean, he's overacting, but great. I think he's fantastic. Yeah, no, he's really, he's, he's really good. I mean, he is the guy, like we said in the scene, it's the most New York scene of all time. Um, yes. He, he gives non Such a sleazeball. It's, it looks like everything that he, like, touches would leave a film behind. <laughs> just filth. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, he is, he is gross New York 100%. <laughs> and uh he just gives these non-answers and he he never has a straight answer he lies to everyone he, he's he's a real piece of shit is really what it boils down to also you know what i love about this movie is that first of all it's about an ancient aztecian creature that like maybe a handful of people know what that is like you know what I mean? Like, if you walked into, like, just a room, if you walked went into work and you're like, hey, who could tell me what a Quetzalcoatl is? Maybe you'd have, like, one person raise their hand. So not only did they make a movie about that, and it's technically a creature feature, but it's also, like, a character study of Michael Moriarty. And it's like a police procedural. Because most of the movie is this guy's, like, redemption, because he's, he's, he's a fucking scumbag uh, thief. And it's, like, a police procedural where they're trying to, like, work with an informant and solve, like, a mystery of murders. It's so bizarre that you put all three of those things into this movie about a fucking Quetzalcoatl. Yeah, no, it's totally fucking weird. And it really is. Like you said, it was a little bit boring at the beginning. Uh, I mean, and I want to talk about this so bad. It's later in the movie. But it really is very much a procedural. It's Yeah, there's, a, there's a, people being skinned and just left in beds. Yes, it is. Yes, there's a whole storyline about serial killers. Like there's a serial killer cult like running rampant in the streets and they are tied to this monster. Like this movie is fucking ridiculous. I love it. I, I honestly I, th- I feel like anybody that's trying to make like an independent film should study this because he nailed so many aspects of it. He really did. And even even if you think that they're cheesy or a little bit over the top, I mean, you could even even if you were trying to do an independent movie, use just use this formula because, I mean, you could even make it funnier. I mean, looking back now, it's very it's kind of silly, but I mean, it just works so well. <laughs> it works so well. So like you said, um, you mentioned that there's there's a serial killer on the loose. And so we we actually cut to this burned up fucking corpse. Um, and, 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 oh, actually, I'm sorry. It's not burned. It's, he's been skinned. And like you said, um, and it's so funny. There's a couple scenes that are pretty funny in that, but there, there's a cop, uh, and they're investigating, like you said, the scene of the crime of this guy that's getting skinned. And there's a boy standing behind him. He, he goes, like, get out of here, son. You don't want to see this. As the kid's been standing there seemingly the entire time, uh, we get a girl, walking on the rooftop area and we get that bird POV again. And the girl, she's sunbathing naked. And now there's a guy across the way. And do you, is that the fucking guy from, for later on in the movie? Is this the same guy? Man, why are you going to ask questions like that? Cause you know, the fans are going to tear us apart. Uh, I have no fucking clue. Well, this guy, he's on the, the, he's on this opposite side of the building. I think it's him though. But he's he's spying on the naked girl using an old sextant. Oh, that guy? No, I don't think I don't think he is. I think he's just a peeping tom. Oh, I don't know. I thought he was. I don't know. What the fuck do I know? Well, guys, 
<laughs> how was my ad libbing? We made it. Uh, from here on out, you will be hearing the actual recording of Joe and I talking about the rest of Q. Uh, it wouldn't be the horror show without a entire fuck up like our early episodes always were. So it's nice to go out like that. Uh, like, who was that fucking guy that died when uh, Haley's Comet came around? Right? Remember that fucking guy? <laughs> Mark Twain or uh, Albert Einstein? I don't know. Anyway, guys, so uh, enjoy the rest of this episode. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, I'm going to kill myself. I don't even know what oh. to I don't even know what to do. <laughs> I don't even know what to do. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> what a fitting end. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Joe, I don't know what to do. Damn. What should we do? I can't believe I honestly I don't know, dude. <laughs> This was a solid episode, too. I... I know. <laughs> um, oh, man. Oh, my that God. so funny. Oh, my God. Um, fuck. All right. I don't know what to do. Because we have your audio, but we just don't have mine. But that... Oh, let me just send you what I have right now, and, and you just ad lib. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? <laughs> I might do that. All right. So let's just keep going. <laughs> All right. I'll, I'll do that. I, I might as well go out with a fucking bang. Um, Dude, that, that would be... I think if you do that, that's honestly going to be so funny. I know. So we might as well. All right. So everyone, uh, there was a recording error and in the sense that I didn't record anything. Uh, and so I'm going to have to edit in all my dialogue <laughs> with Joe uh, from the beat for 20 minutes, for a solid 20 minutes talking about this. Um We'll see what I can... A fitting end. A fitting farewell. <laughs> Dude, from the beginning of the show, like, yeah, like, we did that show. Whatever. Anyway, so, <laughs> I'm just going to keep going. I'm just going to... We're going to muscle through this now. <laughs> All right. Um, so, so the, yeah, so this girl's sunbathing on the rooftop, and there's a guy across the way, and he's using, like, a fucking sexton, like... Like something like Christopher fucking Columbus used to, to, to like navigate water. <laughs> it looks old as fuck. It's not a telescope. It's nothing. It's nothing. This movie was made in 1982 or was released in 1982. They had telescopes for personal use back then. Of course they did. Are you kidding me? <laughs> um... So anyway, yeah. So that's that. Uh, wait, I have totally lost my spot. Uh, Are you recording now? Yeah, I'm recording. I'm recording. Okay. <laughs> um, but wait, I'm so confused. Didn't you do like a check one two at the beginning? I, I heard did. You do. I absolutely did. I looked at the thing and it was uh, it was not recording. <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> um. 
So during this scene, though, this bird, this bird eats uh, the woman and we kind of get our first glimpse at Q. It's very brief. You see his legs and kind of his head, but that's it. Also, imagine. So I thought this guy was going to be the one that goes to the cops and is like, I saw the Quetzalcoatl. You know what I mean? Because I, I saw it through a sexton. But that, right. that's not the case because right now, I mean, all of New York sees the Quetzalcoatl because <laughs> Quetzalcoatl starts flying over New York City, dripping blood. It's, it's raining blood. <laughs> raining this poor woman's blood all over New York City. <laughs> and we get a quick montage. People of, are like looking up and like, yeah. Yeah. They're, but, you but, get a montage of people looking up and just be like, hey, what the fuck? <laughs> Dude, that's. Exactly what I have written. Oh, oh, what the heck? <laughs> <laughs> uh, this is our city. Do you remember that Twitter account, the Fat New Yorker? Oh my god, I love that guy. <laughs> that was so funny. That I, guy- I, I'm trying to find his Twitter page because, like, his quote makes me laugh every single time. <laughs> uh, or is the was it the Fat New Yorker? Or was it the Fat Italian? Uh <laughs> I forget. I th- I think it was New Yorker. I mean, it could have been. Now I'm looking for it. All right. Well. <laughs> Fuck. This is a good podcasting right here. This is a great one. Um. Anyway, I'll I'll keep I'll keep moving. So. <clears throat> David Carradine goes to this bar while there's blood pouring, as a good cop would do when there's blood raining down on the city. Uh, David Carradine, uh, he uh, he goes to this bar. He's the main cop in charge. And Michael Moriarty walks in. And for some reason, Michael Moriarty's like, hey, uh, I heard you're looking for a like a musician. And they're like, yeah. And he's like, all right, let me show you, let me show you what I can do. And he proceeds to play this in, in, I don't even, was the piano bad? Oh, I mean, he's scat manning it. I mean, listen, the vocal, the the shit he's saying is unbelievable. (laughs) (laughs) That shit's terrible. But like, I feel like the piano wasn't terrible and he's playing it. And the bartender, the bartender just walks around the corner and proceeds to put on the jukebox and just stare at Moriarty. <laughs> so Moriarty gets up and leaves. And this is the scene that 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 is New York, 100 percent. The definition on film of New York City where so Moriarty kind of looks bummed out that that they don't like him playing the piano and he's walking out. And David Carradine goes, hey, man, you sounded okay to me. <laughs> like genuinely like trying to make the guy feel better. <laughs> and Quinn, Michael Moriarty, has a smile on his face and goes, yeah, what the fuck do you know? <laughs> and walks out. walks out. <laughs> and that was the aforementioned scene uh, of the greatest depiction of a New York exchange ever. Absolutely, dude. The smile on Quinn's face, like, <laughs> like... I can't even figure it out. It's so bizarre, and it's one hundred percent New York to a point where I feel like that maybe have ha- that might have happened to Moriarty, like in real life. <laughs> and he's like, I have to work this in. Um, so Quinn is back with the mobsters. He's going to do the diamond heist. He escapes, but uh, he loses his keys. 
Well, okay. So he goes to the, they go into the diamond store. They make him go in, which he didn't want to do. They make him hold a gun, which they did, he didn't want to do. Uh, the diamond heist goes awry. We hear some gunshots. Quinn escapes, but he loses his keys in the, during the heist. And, uh, but he's got the bag of diamonds. For some reason, he was in charge of holding the diamonds. He grabs them. He starts running for his life. And he gets clipped by a car and throws the bag uh, apparently across the city because he runs forever looking for the bag, can't find it, somehow ends up in Chinatown when it when it appeared they were in Midtown to start with. Um, Which is, that's so far. <laughs> and... Uh, it's, hey, it's, Sean, how many trees did you notice while he was looking for it? <laughs> Approximately zero. <laughs> yeah, thank you. <laughs> he took cover behind <laughs> some trees. No, he takes cover in a in a phone booth where he calls his lawyer. Of all people. I don't know why. Um, so he goes to go visit his lawyer, Howard Price, at the Chrysler building. And this is all just to set up why he's in the Chrysler building. Also, he's like trying to get into his lawyer's office, which sets off an alarm for some reason. <laughs> so he starts running up the stairs. And not just running up the stairs, he goes into the, the, the very top of the Chrysler building, which is which is just, uh, you know, empty space, right? Yes. There's just crap in there. There's just garbage and crap in there. <laughs> it's unbelievable. Um, and why? Like, like, why is that? Like, how does nobody maintain this enormous building? Exactly. It's insane. And um, he keeps climbing up this fucking shithole until he finds a fucking egg. <laughs> Which, which is the only thing that scares him down, and rightfully so. Um, but it doesn't scare him enough. It's an enormous egg. It's gigantic. But it doesn't scare him enough. It just scares him enough to go down one flight of stairs and then start pissing all over the floor. <laughs> <laughs> and then a skeleton falls on him, and then he's like, oh my god. Uh, we see Q start attacking construction workers. There's body parts falling in the streets. And now, and people are, are now seeing this fucking thing. Yes. Uh, well, I mean, people saw it take that woman before, but now he's just flying around. He doesn't give a shit. Anymore. Yeah, he doesn't give a shit. But it's also weird because for the remainder of the movie, David Carradine will be like, you tell me there's a fucking wild bird flying around. <laughs> <laughs> The rest of the movie, everyone he talks to, he's like, so you're trying to tell me this is real? Like, Although, although, isn't that how every, like, paranormal creature in real life occurs? Like, when the Mothman, literally the entire town was seeing it. Oh, I mean, hey, that's, every police officer. That's fucking true. That's fucking true. Well, uh, Carradine meets with this museum fella who uh, tells him all about the self-sacrifices to Quetzalcoatl. And David Carradine's like, oh, so you think this Looney Tunes just killing people in the hopes to revive this fucking demon? And uh, yeah, that's that is what's happening. That is absolutely what's happening. <laughs> uh, 
Quinn finally makes his way home uh, in a scene where he really is. I, I don't know. He just loves to tell his girlfriend to shut up. Yeah, just constantly. <laughs> he goes to his girlfriend's house and just everything he says is just shut up. She's she's trying to find out anything about what he's up to. And he's just like, will you please shut up? He's such an asshole. <laughs> He's, he's trying to explain Q's nest and he's freaking the fuck out. Um, he, he just can't handle it. Cut to some guy uh, sacrificing a man in, in a <laughs> ancient fucking Aztec outfit. <laughs> and this is the last time we will see this man uh, until the, like, the end of the movie. <laughs> until the end. Yes, correct. <laughs> Uh, the mob shows up at Quinn's place uh, and they just politely ring his doorbell for 40 minutes in a, in a scene that gave me an excruciating headache. Because <laughs> <laughs> Quinn stays in his apartment, hold up in his apartment, the mob's showing up and they're just like, come on out, Quinny. And they're just politely ringing the doorbell over and over again. And there's dogs barking and babies crying for what seems like an eternity. And then finally, Quinn's like, hey, I should probably get out of here. <laughs> <laughs> so Quinn escapes. Oh my god. And there's this song being howled in the background. Did you notice that song? Uh I don't know which one you're referring it's, to. It's about so, like So the answer is no. Getting himself a gun. It's it, it's not the classic, you know, got himself a gun song from the Sopranos. It's this other one that's like very jazzy and upbeat, and it's like went out and got himself a gun. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. It might have been Larry Cohen singing it. I'm not quite sure. Uh, the mob somehow catches him in the parking lot, though, and beats the shit out of him until Quinn agrees to finally take them to the Chrysler building where he claims he's hidden the diamonds. Uh, he leads the mobsters to the nest where Q fucking eats both of them. <laughs> Uh, a brilliant plan, uh, but also a terrible plan on Quinn's part because like, what are the fucking odds that that, that would have worked out? <laughs> I know. It's, a, it's a lot of investment there. Because oh, Quinn never saw the fucking bird there. He only saw the egg. Right, right. That that <laughs> That's such a huge gamble <laughs> to assume that that egg was directly tied to a fucking enormous monster that would eat these two guys that want to kill you. <laughs> Uh, we get some more rooftop killing. Uh, Q's just having his having his way with these people. Um, Quinn though uh, gets arrested on his way out of the building, out of the Chrysler building, I think, or, or he gets arrested at some point. Um, mainly, I believe, for knocking out the the guard at the Chrysler building. Yes. Who who It's not for the the diamonds. No, no. It's it's more for like they're like why were you up there? <laughs> yes. And he's just like I don't know. And all it would take was them to climb up there to find to just walk up there and see it. I know. The <laughs> crime solved. Why? Why did you continue to climb? Um yeah, it's it's fucking weird. Uh, and there's a scene that is you like you were talking about, like you said, you know, I I quit on Vampire in Brooklyn because it was boring, uh, which the fans will not hear because I did not record it. But the the uh, you know, there's a scene here that lasts an eternity, and it's just cops 
like you said, doing a procedural, talking about like how to, like how to, how to charge Quinn, <laughs> like, like just trying to figure out what they can do about this guy. What they can book him on, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it takes forever, um, and it basically, you know, Quinn is telling them he has information on this monster that they're also talking about, but he's not going to tell them where the fuck it is, which is weird because <laughs> they have a guy that was, <laughs> that's at the top of the Chrysler building. That's like, yeah, they knocked me out and I don't know what they did after that. <laughs> oh God. Um, and his girlfriend's begging him to tell him and Quinn like you said, like it really is like a character study with this guy. He, he, what you think would be like, hey, Quinn, just tell him you could be the hero of the city and end this. And Quinn's like, fuck no. I want to be famous and I want fucking money. <laughs> yes. It's fucking incredible. Um, and he never backs down from that. I, I thought for sure he backed down at some point and never once does he back down. <laughs> It's fucking crazy. Um, so they invite Quinn to this. Demanding a million dollars to find an egg. Yeah. They invite him to a police meeting. They're questioning him about the nest and basically being like, does this guy even have the information or is he just trying to extort us basically for money? Um, and he proves it by explaining certain details of the skeletons he saw up there, specifically this bracelet on one of the victims. Um and he demands immunity and a million dollars. And, oh, and, and the, the part that I loved, he also owns all the rights to the photos of, and owns the body of the fucking creature. <laughs> Such a well thought out uh, request from like a petty criminal. This dude knows exactly what he's doing. I, I just recently read an article about they just put these new um, apartment buildings in New York City. Like the, I forget what they're called, like the Hudson something. Uh, but it's this massive architectural feat. It looks like kind of like honeycomb the way it's designed. And they have a clause in it where if you go onto the property uh, and take a photo of it, they own your photograph. And people are like, well, this is fucking madness. But like, I was like, it's kind of genius to do. <laughs> like, I mean, I don't know how you uphold that. But like, that's in 2000. Yeah, how do you enforce that? You You don't. I don't think. I mean, okay. I, it's insane. But but it's 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 madness. And every lawyer is like, this is this is so stupid. But I mean, just the concept of like owning a photo like that in 2019 is like, that's crazy. And this guy's in 1982 being like, I want all the photo rights. <laughs> like, I don't know if anyone was even thinking about that back then. <laughs> it's of course not. It's crazy. Why why like because there's no internet to like distribute it on. Yeah, you're right. You're right. <laughs> like, what magazine is going to pick that up? <laughs> oh my god, it's amazing. And he requests this, and Richard Roundtree loses his fucking mind. <laughs> Richard Roundtree wants to fucking kill this guy, and rightfully so. <laughs> uh, Richard Roundtree, as as a as a hard nosed uh, New York detective police officer, uh, he. Sh- was born to play that role. Like, I would watch him do that all, all day, every day. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, just constantly being held back from beating the shit out of the criminal. <laughs> um, that's his, that's his mart. Uh, so Quinn, they agree to it. Quinn leads him up to the Chrysler building 
And uh, he leads an army of police officers with machine guns <laughs> up to the top of the Chrysler building. They find the egg and they kill Baby Q. Yes, <laughs> Baby Q. And not only do they kill Baby Q in the egg, but they have they have a million guys. They're shooting eight billion bullets into this thing. And meanwhile, there is a man with a full motion picture camera filming this entire thing, which is so bizarre. So bizarre. Um, but the mom's not there. They never get Q. Uh, so they threaten to take uh, Quinn, all of Quinn's shit away. They're like, you're not getting immunity and you're not getting the money. <laughs> which... I, I don't know, whatever. I, I, I'm not going to get into the legalities of it, but Quinn is very depressed about this. Uh, he goes home and uh, takes a bath because he's very depressed. But while this is happening, we co- we cut back to what I thought was just nothing. <laughs> and we cut to police staking out and in costume, in costume, like... <laughs> undercover tracking the guy that's been slicing up dudes still like that is still part of the story yes and and, like that's what i was saying earlier uh it's amazing that he managed to have all these sub stories occurring at once and then still pull them all in together because we've seen like movies with bigger budgets that will have something like this and acknowledge it at the first five minutes and never come back to it absolutely Absolutely. And and it doesn't like as weird as this is and as weird as it is to go back to it, like it's not bad. It it's fun. it's it's kind of cool and it and ultimately ties up with the main storyline soon. Um as weird as it is. Um but yeah, like so they they follow this guy that's been skinning people and um they 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 stop the next sacrifice. The guy's about to sacrifice somebody to Quetzalcoatl. Uh, they end up chasing him up to the roof. Uh, and I forget. Oh, they lose him because Quetzalcoatl shows up and eats the cops. <laughs> <laughs> also, one cop is dressed as a mime. Um, imagine needing to hide in a disguise as a mime on the most populated city on Earth. <laughs> <laughs> like all- I would actually be more suspicious of the mime. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> You just need to dress in a hat and just act like a jerk to everyone you see. Yeah, exactly. Like that, that's. I'm honestly not like joking. Like if I saw like a mime or like just somebody that looked somewhat out of place, I'd be like, that guy's an informant. Like he's trying to get information on somebody. Dude, it's like the drug dealers out in front of the uh, McDonald's in Times Square. That are just always cops. Because they're the nicest people on earth. They're like, hey, man, you, you need drugs? And you're like, okay. <laughs> like, <laughs> the fact that you're yeah, not like beating doing the shit the out pot. of me. <laughs> it's so it's ridiculous. funny because, like, cause they're so, you're, you're right. They're so polite. And then one time, uh, the, like, years ago, this is a true story. Uh, there was enclosed off police officers and I asked directions to the subway because I was terribly lost and they literally were like I don't fucking know go find a map (laughs) (laughs) that's so funny what a fucking nightmare (laughs) oh man well 
Uh, yeah, Q shows up and kills those cops. So the guy, the murderer escapes. Crazy. Uh, so Quinn, he's, he's really upset. He's verbally abusing his girlfriend. So she leaves. Um, and then back at the Chrysler building, the cops have waited there because they're like, I think the mom's going to show up. Uh, and she does. And they just start shooting the shit out of her. Um, some wild claymation <laughs> of Q attacking the cops because they use claymation to animate the people. It's not. <laughs> it's so funny. It's so funny. <laughs> also, I'm pretty sure that they filmed the entire movie and then created uh, Q. Like and then made made the uh, the the creature. I would definitely agree like, with after that. the fact. I would agree with that. Yeah, for sure, <laughs> for sure. Oh man! And then we we got the damn thing, uh, but of course it's not dead uh, because <laughs> yeah, we got it because they see it like spinning out of the air. But then it lands back on the building, and it's not dead until David Carradine shoots it in its, in its fucking face. <laughs> Uh, and uh, he does, and that's the end of uh, Q. Q's dead. Quetzalcoatl's dead. Q is dead. Uh, and then we see a second egg that is hatching in a different part of the city. Yeah, and also uh, Quinn is crying about the money, and that guy, that serial killer, attacks him. <laughs> <laughs> it's unbelievable. And then somehow Carradine shows up to his apartment. Uh, just before he's about to slit Quinn's throat and shoots this guy in the fucking head. We, we see a headshot. Like, it's unbelievable. Um, yeah, it's fucking weird. Uh, <laughs> it's so weird. Oh, and by the way, I, that guy, that guy takes a headshot and gets up again. He does. He gets up again. And I swear to God, he yells boo. He's like, boo. <laughs> And he keeps getting up, and Carradine shoots him about ten times. He's like, oh, this guy doesn't die easily. (laughs) (laughs) Quinn, I'd be way more alarmed that this man stood up from a headshot. (laughs) (laughs) Not making cracks about it. Relatively relatively unfazed, too. Yeah, yeah. Um, And then Carradine's like, I knew this guy would come after you. And then we see the uh, the egg hatching, and what what appears to be the uh, Doctor Strange's house. <laughs> so I only, like it. <laughs> it's the only house that looks like that in New York City. <laughs> that's that's really good. It, it looked almost identical. Like uh, staircases. It, it, maybe it's like a real building in New York City. That I don't know. It's <laughs> people are gonna be so mad anyway. Well, that is Q. Yeah. What a movie. Uh, I guess I'll have to edit my voice into the dialogue at the beginning. <laughs> that should be uh, interesting. Uh, maybe I'll have James do it. That's a, that's a bummer because you, uh, you were fierce. I was fierce. I was on a roll. Man, that sucks. God damn it. It's so typical of this fucking show. <laughs> oh, boy. Anyway, so... Um, Joe, thank you for doing the show. And hey man, it's been a pleasure. It has been fun, and I'm sure we'll do some shit soon. We'll we'll be we'll be back. We'll be back. I have total faith. Yeah. Um 
So keep your eyes. Peeled. I'm actually not convinced. I'm actually not convinced. I won't get a message in like three weeks, being like, "Hey, man, you want to record a, an episode? <laughs> you want to talk about Kim? <laughs> I've been thinking about Vampire in Brooklyn, and I think I might love it. <laughs> I want to do a complete retrospective on it." <laughs> Oh, that's fucking funny. All right. Anyway, a, seri- a serial killer on Eddie Murphy. <laughs> I'll be on. Uh, God, that whole thing is so weird. Anyway, uh, I, I have notes like on the first part of it, and it's it's crazy. It was an Eddie. It was listed as an Eddie Murphy production. Yeah, he, he so was Beverly Hills Cop. Was it? Yeah. Fuck, that guy made so much fucking money. That's unbelievable. (sighs) Anyway. Yeah. All right. Um, So, yeah, um, that's all we have. Facebook.com slash I hate horror. I hate horror.com if you want to stay in the loop. And um, that's it. Uh, For Joe, this is Sean. Stay weird. Thank you. Adios. That's it guys, that's it guys. That's it, guys. That's it, guys.